Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast number 27. Hopefully everyone's doing well and it's been great to be back doing these. The third one in a matter of three weeks, I believe. And today I'm going to talk about supplements. Typically when I do these podcasts, as I've said in the past, they're off the cuff. I don't have a script. I may make a Facebook post or have a conversation with a client and then I get an idea and just want to talk. So for example, today I made a post earlier on Facebook mentioning, you know, a snarky post saying that if your supplement bill is greater than your food bill for the month, you're doing it wrong. And I think most people agree with that. Um, I may have insulted some because there are those who sell supplements that follow me, that are sponsored by companies that follow me. Um, and you know, they can be pretty darn expensive. You know, some companies are more reasonable and others are more expensive. You know, they, it's, they build a brand so they can get away with it. Good for them. You know, capitalism at its finest and I salute them. So what I want to discuss during this podcast is really my experience working with a few different supplement companies um, to the point of actually owning one for a couple of years and my general feeling about you know what to use using them. Uh, I mean, I can make this podcast last a couple of minutes and say, yeah, don't use a bunch of junk because most of it's bullshit. And there's a few basic ones, but that's not fun, you know. I mean, my clients already know that, but it's not, you know, too much content. So I'm going to go back and start from the beginning almost to when I was, you know, introduced to supplements and everything. And just, you know, almost like a timeline and, and cover my experiences without getting too crazy or too personal. And now it's just like any new lifter, anyone who's just starting out, you're, you know, you're weight training, you're making progress, you're making those gains, you're eating a ton of food and you're, you know, and then you get to a point that, you know, what else can I possibly do? What else can I use to make more progress? You know, that's at least legal without using steroids. And Again, you know, when I first started weight training, I didn't have any money, so I really wasn't buying anything. And I think one of the first protein powders that I used was called Designer Whey. I'm not even sure if it's still around. Uh, I mean, it tasted okay, obviously not compared to some of the flavors that are out now, but Designer Whey was like the staple in my household between my brother and I. There weren't too many other products out there. You know, Joe Weider back then in the late 80s and early 90s basically had the market cornered. And he would throw out every once in a while different types of amino acids and just crazy stuff. And, you know, nothing really stuck. Uh, I think my brother might have used, you know, one of the Joe Weider multi-packs, you know, vitamins and everything. And something like that even today is not a bad idea. Then all along came this one product called Ultimate Orange. Now, if you're my age or a little bit older and you were training back in the 80s and even in the 90s, you, you will remember Ultimate Orange. And 
It's just what the title is. It was an orange-flavored drink that was used for a pre-workout. Now, I don't remember all the ingredients, but Ultimate Orange contained ephedra. Ephedra was the one supplement, fat burner, stimulant that actually showed prominence and in real life studies that I don't have any studies in front of me again off the cuff that showed it to stimulate and burn fat it worked and soon after ultimate orange you would start to see different companies having ephedra um, oh damn you know rip fuel by twin lab because they were a big company in the 90s was one uh, exenadrine I believe was another one hydroxy cut and I, I don't even remember the companies. I, they're not around anymore. Well, that came and went only because it got really popular. And just like anything else, people would be like, oh, one, one tablet's good. Let me take three. Or, and then there were some high-profile athletes that were basically dying and were having heart attacks. And, you know, they blame it on the supplement that was found in their locker room. So that was gone. And ephedra is illegal right now. So that was like the introduction, you know, I mean, you know, whey protein and well, sometimes there was like those egg proteins and stuff like that. Um, and then ultimate orange was in my household and it worked. It got you going, you know, ephedra in itself. I also used to get the mini white tabs online, well, not online, but through the back of a muscle and fitness magazine and. That shit, it, it accelerated your heart rate. I mean, I don't know if it really did anything as far as giving you more energy, but it worked in the sense of just pumping you up. And I think like in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, it was banned, you know, from most natural organizations, and then it just, you know, went away. So when it comes to fat burners, that's why I'm like, I think most of them are kind of goofy and silly especially if they're um proprietary blend because you have no idea what's in them i mean again i'm not going to go over, over every single supplement experience i had uh just some of the highlights and then more time goes on and then i don't know sometime in the early 90s or mid 90s creatine came out and you know that was exciting because they actually had a little bit of research it was awfully expensive back then. Uh, this one company called Sports Pharma or something like that would sell 300 milligrams for 30 or $40. Now you can get creatine, you know, a thousand milligrams for half that for $15, $20. That will last you, you know, a year. And that is honestly the longest supplement or the most studied. Uh, one that basically has stood the test of time and it, it's almost like a nutraceutical. It's amazing. So people will say, you know, creatine, should I use it? I'm like, yeah. I mean, you may have some water weight bloating to begin with, but that's the idea. It's going to get shuttled into your muscles. I'm not going to get into physiology of it, but it's safe and it's been, you know, something that a lot of companies have come out, you know, with the basic creatine monohydrate blend uh, that just simply works and science does actually back it up now everyone tries to reinvent the wheel so creatine 
you know, had a few different varieties, um, and I never tried them because it always comes back to using creatine monohydrate and powder form. You know, uh, when to use it, you can use it every day, a few milligrams, um, the days that you only train, because eventually your muscles will get saturated and all that. So I'm not going to, you know, that's just a quick way of using it. So what then became really popular, I would say, at least in my eyes, I mean, because I didn't try too many things, uh, were, you know, the fat burners. I'm sorry, the fat burners, uh, but then pre-workouts. You know, every company then put a pre-workout at. But they didn't have ephedra, so I didn't buy into it, although I tried a lot of them. There was a couple that I did like in the beginning. This one company called Cyvation had one. Um, and I'm going to do a total talk about them in a little bit. And then uh, around that same time, there was a company called... Oh, shit. I'm drawing a blank. 3D Lab? No. Oh, my God. I'm having one of those senior moments. Well, the product was called Jack 3D by USP Labs. They came out with that, and it was a hit. Again, another major stimulant, and I can't even tell you what was in it. So around that same time, a fellow bodybuilder of mine, a friend at that time, no longer a friend, he was being sponsored and put me in contact with the owner, and I ended up getting a sponsorship. That was my first sponsorship. It really didn't have to do much. I was pretty much um, a test dummy because they would throw products at me, you know, beta testing. And I'll be honest, half the time, you know, the, maybe two or three products he sent me, I had no idea what I was taking. But I had that mindset that supplements work. I got to use them, get that extra edge. That guy in that company, I don't think is longer. He had some legal issues and I don't know, he might be doing jail time. So there you go with that. So after that, I still was thinking I needed to have that, you know, sponsorship, you know, still in that early phase of my life thinking that was needed, you know, to get free supplements, I'll promote them, even though the internet was not quite the internet as it is now. But, you know, it was still being offered and I got in contact with the owner from Cyvation. That was a great experience. I basically lived off of their whey proteins at the time. They had a pre-workout that I liked and every once in a while I would get the creatine and maybe something else. I'm not even sure because this was going back almost 15, you know, 13, 14 years ago. So I had that experience, which was a great experience. Um, they did change hands as far as owners. But even to this day, I still use their branched chain amino acids. So let me talk about branched chains before I go on to the next chapter. Branched chains, again, is a favorite supplement of mine. Although recently, maybe the last few years, it's shown not to have the benefit as it once was touted. Although, where I think it can be beneficial, if your quality of protein that you take in is lacking if you are not eating a lot of real lean meat um, animal proteins branch chains can be a nice additive because it gives you that complete protein it does have calories 
minimal. So I think it's a great supplement, you know, to use that term if you are lacking in protein quality or if you are just not eating real meat proteins. It's giving you that little bit that you should be getting because I am a fan of lean proteins, especially, you know, whey protein powder if you are a vegan or a vegetarian because at least you are getting a high biological value of protein. So that's on my list, which I'll finalize with when we're done. So around that same time with Cyvation, things were going good and a friend of mine, client of mine at the time, we decided to try to do the supplement business ourselves. Now I'm not gonna get involved with that too much and go into too detail, but our main first product was uh, a product that we designed together. It had whey protein, it had creatine, and it had like oats in it. So basically it was an all-in-one and that was the name of it, all-in-one. So you see, it was something that we believed in. At creatine, I had a lot of studies, oatmeal for food, for carbs, and whey protein for the protein. So it was like a meal replacement with creatine. I don't think any company has ever done that since, or we're the only ones. But the biggest take-home point when I had my own supplement company for a couple of years is that I learned that it's a hard business. It's a nasty business. You know, it's cutthroat. If you don't know the right person or have a ton of cash capital to really market it, you're going to be, you know, dragging. And that's what we did. You know, we had enough money to get the first product up and it was selling well but we put that money right back in to produce more and then we went on to a couple other products basically focusing on whey protein and about after year two we were breaking even but we were both were exhausted we were just like oh this is so hard i mean we had our own businesses we had our own families and other priorities and just didn't put the time into it to make it succeed but I did learn, and he did too, a lot about the business and how it's not easy. It's cutthroat. There's a lot of companies that come and go, and it's just you know a difficult thing. So I would say after that time, and that was about 10 years ago, is when I really figured out, you know, matured about the supplement industry and also the products, that it's all about making money. You know, they'll throw shit on the wall until something sticks and make a good amount of money and that's it and if i'm offending anyone i'm sorry i'm being transparent this is my only you know honest experience uh honest experience that i'm just giving you guys so you know take it for what it's worth you can say i'm nuts say i'm crazy say i'm tainted fine i wouldn't be offended my opinion so even today, you know, 10 years later, you know, training clients, training myself, still competing, I suggest a minimum amount of products because a lot of it adds up over time if you're spending money. And I still believe, especially if you're young, that quality of food, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, variety of food is the most anabolic thing that you can do for your body, point blank. And to prove that, last time I competed, I probably used the smallest amount of products only because I wanted to prove to myself that I could still get super shredded, maintain muscle without wasting a lot of money. And 
what I used and also what I'll suggest to my clients are these basic ones. Whey protein. To me, that's food. You know, it's not a supplement. I mean, supplement in a matter of supplementing your diet, yes, but it's not going to give you that extra edge. It's just going to give you that blanket coverage of making sure you're getting good protein in. And I would use it two, three times a day. After that, multiple vitamin, just in case if you're not getting everything in through your diet. Fish oils, there's a lot of pluses and minuses. Not minuses, but you know, every other month there's another benefit, and then there's an article saying, no, it's not. But I'm like, you know what? It can't hurt. I've had some nice experience for anti-inflammatory reasons, and there's heart health issues. I don't have heart reasonings that it would be helpful for you. So, and it's gotten pretty inexpensive, so why not? After that, creatine, obviously, because I've been touting that. Not so much fat burners. I say stick with coffee. You know, if you can tolerate caffeine and stimulants, just drink coffee. That's what I do every, every workout beforehand. I have a cup of coffee or two, depending on how tired I am. Branch chains, I talked about that. Again, another blanket coverage. Why not? It's going to help. It's not going to hurt. And then there's like a second tier supplements. Um, vitamin D, I think, you know, that's gotten a lot of talk, especially with the recent times. But during the winter months, I'll always supplement vitamin D. Uh, Turmeric has gotten some nice press. It's pretty inexpensive, another anti-inflammatory so you see a lot of the things that I like now are also helping with when you get older. There may be a few others, you know, if someone has a specific issue or problem, I have, you know, a short list of things that may address their needs. But to go over and above what I just mentioned, I really don't think it's necessary. I mean, obviously, if you have any severe deficiencies and you've had blood work done and they find something and they suggest something, yes, you go for it. I'm not saying you to avoid that. That's a different circumstance. So those type of things you would want to listen to your medical professional and use because it may not hurt. So that really wraps it up. I know I kind of rambled a little bit, but just in summary, you know, I've had experiences when I was younger. I did try a lot of stuff, only a few things that really stick out of my mind that might have done something. Um, I was involved in the industry as far as being you know, sponsored by a couple of companies. One that I was super excited with was basically you know, a test dummy, used a few things. And then one company that I still admire today, Cyvation. You know, I had my own little business. Learned a lot, but you know how the industry works. So it's it's just something that you need to try for yourself, but also budget out if you think it's even worth it. But I will say this and finish with this: you first need to make sure your training's on point. You first got to focus on strength gains. You then have to focus, obviously, on your diet that you're getting in adequate protein, carbohydrates, and fats. That's what's going to give you 99% of your progress. And then if you add in a few supplements, you you know, you're covering it all. So take it for what it's worth. Again, my opinion, sometimes, you know, people don't like hearing it. And some people may be saying, hey, this is good to hear. So I'm going to wrap this one up a little bit longer. But I guess my last two podcasts weren't as long. So this made up for it. So if you have any questions, 
please feel free. You can always email me at fitfranco at verizon.net. If you're interested in learning about my services, put that in the email. Check out my website, teamfrancobodybuilding.com. We have an Instagram page that features my clients. I have a personal page on Instagram, Joe Franco, and also Facebook. Hope all is well, guys. Take care and talk to you soon.